Welcome to the BCS Podcast, where we explore the basics of computer science concepts. I'm your host, Saran, founder of Code Newbie. And I'm Vaidehi Joshi, author and developer. And she is the brilliant mind behind the BCS blog series. Today we're talking about Radix Sort. This season of BCS is brought to you by Dev Discuss. Dev Discuss is a show I work on with the team at Dev, an international supportive community for developers. The show addresses the many burning topics that pop up on Dev every day and is hosted by Jess Lee and Ben Halper, two of Dev's co-founders. Past episodes have included unpopular opinions with Kelsey Hightower, staff developer advocate at Google Cloud and a legendary voice in tech. So an unpopular opinion should be like, computers were a mistake. Was, <laughs> was this all worth it? And how changing your name is a difficult, unsolved, and sometimes personally devastating problem in tech. I basically walk through this world through this minefield of not knowing when I'm going to have this like sort of deep emotional wound reopened. As well as how little known tools can have big productivity gains. And I think it gives me the sense of structure, which I really enjoy. And also you can color code different things. Each episode features interesting guests from diverse backgrounds who are active in the software space. This podcast is your place for burning tech questions, answers, and genuine conversations. And we also end each episode with commentary from the everyday developers who call Dev home. You'd be surprised how many things making music and coding have in common. True to the Dev community, Dev Discuss wouldn't be possible without the input from all of you. So listen, rate, and subscribe to Dev Discuss wherever you get your podcasts. So we've got a new word, a fun word, fun word to say, radix. What is a radix? So a radix is actually something we have talked about way, 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 way back in the beginning of this oh. whole podcast. We learned about binary and we learned about hexes, hexadecimals. And radix is actually just a, another mathematical term for the base of a n- number. Oh. And we've learned about a couple different types of number systems with different bases. So like, for example, binary has a, it is the base two number system. So we could say that it has a radix of two. Okay. Whereas hexadecimal is the base 16 number system and it has a radix of 16. That's not hard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's actually pretty simple. It's just like you knew this thing all along and this whole thing is like something you've been using. Here's just another term for it. You know why I thought it was going to be scary? Why? Because it sounds like like to me, you know, when I saw Radix, I heard like raid, like the thing you use to get rid of like bugs. Oh, and so I was thinking, like, oh, my God. Aggressive. Yeah, like, aggressive. It's going to be aggressive. It's going to be toxic. Poisonous. <laughs> might kill me. You know, things like that. So <sighs> I'm like glad that. that's not what that is. <laughs> Did you bring a mask? Because today's sorting algorithm is a bit toxic. <laughs> Could be harmful to your health. Please, please do not allow children to swallow it. And if you get it in your eye, contact an emergency official for help. Because we can't help you. Immediately. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> Yes. Okay. So this is, uh, we're talking about radix sorting, radix sorting algorithms. So the first word is definitely not as scary as I thought it was going to be. And we're talking about sorting algorithms. So we're talking about how to, well, you know, sort some stuff. So yeah, what do these bases have to do with how we're sorting? How are those two connected? The radix sorting algorithm is interesting because it's going to sort using the digits of a number. And okay. the digits of the number are how we're going to go about sorting the whole collection. So we're kind of going to break okay. it down 
and basically look at the integers within mm -hmm. the items that we're sorting. So we could mm -hmm. say that the Radix sorting algorithm is an integer sorting algorithm. And okay. what it does is it groups numbers by their individual digits. And that's where the Radix part comes from because every digit is tied directly to the base of the number, basically. So just as a refresher, when you count the digits in a number, you start with the units place, the tens place, the hundreds place, the thousands place, and so on and mm -hmm. so on. And there's an interesting relationship there with sorting based on the radix or the digit of every number. Okay, so can we only do this with numbers then? You usually do it with integers, but there is an interesting scenario where you can sort fixed length strings because you can basically map fixed length strings onto integer numbers, basically. And then you can make that work. <laughs> but usually it's for integers. And the reason for that is, I didn't mention this earlier, a lot of radix sort will use counting sort internally. Oh. And we talked about that last episode. Oh. Right. That's integer based. Yes. And one of the rules is that you have to use an integer and usually you want it to be like you're, you're going to use a range of numbers and you should know what the biggest and the smallest number in that range is mm -hmm. going to be. And you also don't want that range to be too big. Those things are all addressed by radix sorting because if you're going to use counting sort, you need to make sure that you can address all those rules and not violate mm. any of them. And you mentioned that we can use strings as long as they're fixed length strings. What does that mean? Basically, what that means is if we're going to try to apply radix sort, which is an integer sorting algorithm, onto strings, we need to be able to assign an integer value to every single letter in the string. For example, if you had a letter that was three words long, you would basically map every single letter in that word to an integer. Mm -hmm. So like you could say the first letter is going to be zero and the second letter is going to be one and the next letter is going to be two. And you need to be able to depend on the size of that. That one string. Yeah. You need to be able to okay. know that you can map onto that basically. So basically I can't start sorting and then like add another letter. Exactly. That's fair. It seems like a reasonable requirement. Okay, so how does this radix sorting algorithm work? What do we do? It's interesting because I think the best way to kind of introduce how radix sort works is actually not even going through the steps of it, but rather to okay. just go into an example. Always down for that. Yeah. And I know we kind of talked about how we can run radix sort on strings potentially. And I actually want to use an example using strings to show you how radix sort works because it's actually intuitive. But for some reason, I think with words and strings, it's easier mm -hmm. because okay. we're humans and words are we sometimes are easier to reason about than numbers. So what if we try to just sort a bunch of words and try to sort them alphabetically? What words should we sort? Mm, I think we should use houseplants. Okay. Let's say that we have just a group of unsorted plant names. Okay. So let's say that we have a fern and a ficus and a palm and mm -hmm. agave and aloe and fig. It sounds delicious. Mm -hmm. So if I was just like, oh, okay, here's a list of words. In this case, it's like a list of houseplants. Can you please sort them for me in some sort of logical manner? What mm -hmm. would your first instinct be? I would probably group them by their first letter, right? Because I know that when we're sorting alphabetically, well, we need to sort like by the alphabet. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I'd probably start by saying, okay, here are all the A's, here are all the F's, and here are all the P's. Exactly. 
as you mentioned, when you're sorting alphabetically, you kind of know the order of how things are going to go. Yeah, you know that the A's have to come first and the P's are probably going to come at the end because conveniently, we only have three real letters here to deal with A's and F's and P's. You're basically what you're doing is you're grouping, right? And you're Mm -hmm. sorting by Mm -hmm. the first letter of every single one of these words. And when you're grouping, you basically came up with three groups. You came up with the words that are under the letter A, the words that are under the letter F, and words that are under the letter P. Yes. However, you're also not completely sorted yet. So probably the next thing you would do is you would look at one of the buckets, like one of these sets, and you would look at them and say, okay, now I need to sort by the next letter. Yes. So if we have aloe and agave, like, are they in alphabetical order? Aloe Mm -hmm. and agave? Okay, they both have A's to start, but then what's the next letter in each of the words? Because you need to sort alphabetically. It's not just enough to put them together. So I'd have to compare my L and my G. Exactly. Okay. The next letter in yes. each of these words. You sorted by the first letter. Now you're sorting by the second letter. Interestingly, we're just going to do the same thing for each of these other buckets too. So if you have the bucket with the Fs, in this case mm-hmm. you have fig, ficus, and fern. What would you do next? A, B, C, D, E. Okay. So so I would look at the second letter for each one. So for fig, I'm looking at I. For fern, I'm looking at E. And then for ficus, I'm looking at I again. Mm -hmm. And I know that my E comes before my I because I just did the alphabet out loud just now. Uh-huh. And so I would switch them. So I basically switched, like, if, if the original order was fig, fern, ficus, then I would take my fern and put it at the beginning. So then I would read fern, fig, ficus. Yes. Okay. However, <laughs> mm-hmm. we have the same problem again, right? Because fern is sorted, yeah. but we're not sure that fig and ficus are because they both have the same first digit. They have the same second digit. Mm. Oops, I said digit. I meant letter, but it's really Mm. just foreshadowing. It's it's really just a digit. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't really a mistake. (laughs) So we've sorted by the first letter F. We've sorted by the second letter I. Now we just need to do the same thing again. And notice we're repeating the same process again. We're faced with the same problem and the same solution works, which is just sort by the next letter. So then I'm comparing my G for fig and my C in ficus and C comes before G, so my new order is now fern, ficus, fig. Exactly. So now the mm. A bucket is sorted, the B, oh, sorry, the B, we have no Bs. The <laughs> F bucket is sorted, and finally we have one more bucket, which is the P, and there's only one word here, one element we could say, palm, and there's nothing to compare it to. There's no other Ps, so we know by virtue of all the sorting algorithms that we've done, mm. one single element is considered sorted. So palm is sorted and peas are taken care of. That felt very natural. Yeah. And it was just as like if you if you were just alphabetizing anything, you'd probably do something like that, right? Yeah. And the last step really is, okay, well, we have three buckets. The last step that I could almost skip over, but I won't because oh. I want to be yeah. thorough. We're just going to reassemble our list together and we'll mm-hmm, just take the mm-hmm. first element from the first bucket and grab all the elements, and then pick the next bucket, grab the first element from that. So in our A bucket, we have agave, aloe. So we'd put agave first in our list, then aloe. Then in our next bucket, we have the Fs, fern, ficus, fig. We would just stick those right in to our list. Mm -hmm. And then at the end would be palm. So our sorted list is agave, aloe, fern, ficus, fig, palm. And we're done. We've alphabetized the whole thing. 
Okay. I almost said alphabetized. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was not hard at all, actually. That felt very, very straightforward. Um, so, but we talked about how radix sorting is usually with numbers, and even when we have letters, we have strings, we need to translate them into integers. So how does it actually work if we're talking about integers? So I slipped up earlier and I was like, oh, we have to just sort the next digit. And I meant letter. It's the same concept. We're just going to reapply it to integers. Okay. So if we're sorting integers, there are two ways we could really address this. And I really like the houseplants example to start because that is one of the ways that we can sort. We can sort one digit at a time mm. and we can basically sort our whole data set using one digit as like the focus point and then keep sorting to the next digit if we need to, which is what we did with like the fern ficus fig thing. But with palm, yeah, there was yeah. nothing else, so we didn't need to do that. With radix sort, there are two different ways that this really works on integers. We can use our most significant digit or we can use our least significant digit to start. Okay. So okay. with our houseplants example, that comes closest to the most significant digit version, which is, I'm just going to call it MSD. And that's basically when you process each integer by its greatest digit and move okay. forward towards the least significant digit as you sort. So the most significant digit is basically the leftmost, the largest. Yeah. And the reason that I said that it maps to houseplants is because we started with the first letter, right? Right, right, right. So you can probably guess how least significant digit works, LSD. Backwards. Aha, LSD. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, ha. Go to drugs, kids. So we're, we're starting backwards then. We're starting from the rightmost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We start with the least significant number, which is basically the rightmost digit. And we do the same thing. We basically work our way towards the left. We move towards the most significant digit as we sort. Yeah. Here's the interesting thing is that both of them can use counting sort internally, okay. which is what I, I mentioned earlier that we need integers because we're going to use counting sort to actually do the sorting. And we won't even get into the details of that because we did that last episode. But mm -hmm. if you are going to use counting sort, then you need to use integers, which is the story there. So least significant digit radix sort also does that. But you have to kind of work iteratively as you do LSD. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's a sentence I never <laughs> thought I was going to say. <laughs> However, with our most significant digit version, which is a houseplants example, we just did it with strings instead of numbers, we were doing the same thing sort of again and again, right? For each step, we were kind of repeating the same steps, which is a hint that yes. we can do it recursively. So we've basically covered most significant digit and how that works with the houseplants example. But how does how does LSD work? Uh, how, oh, that's a different podcast. <laughs> Can we walk through an example with that one? Yeah, I think let's move away from strings and use okay. an example that actually has integers so that we can see yeah. see this like concrete version <laughs> of what it okay. means to use radix sort on a set of integers. And then it'll hopefully make more sense like how counting sort might actually work, even though we won't go into the details of that. Okay. Let's say that we have a list of integers. Let's say we have 10, 52, 5, 209, 19, and 44. Okay. We want to sort these using radix sort. And we want to sort using the LSD approach, which basically means we're going to start with the least significant digit, which is the first base digit, the rightmost, mm. 
I, I keep using different n- names for it. First base digit, least significant digit, rightmost, also known as the units. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the units place, yeah. Yeah, it's the smallest number, basically. And we're going to start by considering the units place for every single one of these numbers as we sort. Okay. So just for like the sake of complexity. Oh, wait, not complexity. Simplicity. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> for the sake of simplicity. Let's just take note of what these integers are in terms of their size. So okay, the largest integer we have is 209, and the smallest we have is 5. Yes. And I think because we're going to be considering digits here, what I would do is make all of them the same size. Meaning give everyone a tenths place and a hundredths place. Exactly. And so for like the number five, you could just do zero, zero, five. It doesn't change the value of it, but at least we can look at every number and immediately know what's your units place? What's your tenths place? Mm, What's your hundredths place? Who are you? Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. So if we rename these numbers, we now have 010, 0525250244 which is 44 and so on okay so if we do that whole giving everyone a value in the tens the hundreds place we end up with our array looking like 010 which is 10 052 which is 52 005 which is just 5 209 we don't have to add anything for that one cuz it already has the hundredth place 019 which is 19 and 044, which is 44. And so now everybody has a hundreds place, everybody has three digits, and we can start the work of sorting. Since we're using counting sort, I'm not actually going to go through the sorting steps, but we kind of have to set it up for counting sort to run. So what Mm -hmm, we're going to do is we're going to just look at the units place of every single one of these numbers. So the first number is 01010, right? And the units place is zero. Okay. The next number is 052, the units place is 2. Okay. The next number is 005. The units place is 5. The next number is 209. The units place is 9. And the next number is 019. The units place is 9. And the last number is 044. The units place is 4. Okay. So what we'll do is basically for each of the units place that I just described, we're going to use counting sort And just pretend that those are the numbers we care about. Okay. And we're going to run counting sort with only the units place. Okay. And whatever counting sort tells us is the new order Mm -hmm. will become the new order of all the numbers. So if we sort it just on the units place, then we would end up with 010, 052, Mm -hmm. 044. So that's a a new place. 005. That also moved. Yeah, the, you're right. The 005 moved because it's it's a little bit coming in a little bit later. 209 and 019. So they're not in order, but they're on their way to being ordered. They're in order according to their units place. Exactly. And because counting sort does a really good job of sorting a bunch of integers in a certain range, in this situation, we can basically say, oh, our range is zero through nine. Here Mm -hmm, are mm -hmm. six numbers. Sort them according to these numbers and counting sort will tell us, okay, new order. Mm. We'll rearrange the numbers and we know that they're ordered according to the first digit. So can you guess what we do next? So we did the units place. Now we're going to move over to the tens place. Mm -hmm. 
If we look at the first item, we have zero, one, zero. So the number we're actually paying attention to is the one. Mm -hmm. Then for the next number, we have zero, five, two. We're paying attention to the five. Yep. Then we have zero, four, four. We're paying attention to the, the first four. Mm -hmm. Zero, zero, five. We're paying attention to the zero. Two, zero, nine. We're paying attention to the zero. And then zero, one, nine. We're paying attention to the one. So if we look at these values at the, the tens place and we organize them based on that, we order them based on that, we'll end up with 005, 209, 010, 019, 044, and 052. Exactly. And you know what's kind of cool is now we see the 10 and the 19 kind of closer together. That's true. We see the 44 and the 52, they're ordered correctly, like 44 is coming before 52. That's true, because they kind of started out pretty far apart, right? Yeah, almost at opposite ends. Yeah, yeah, almost opposite. Now they're getting a little bit closer. But that 209 is completely out of place. <laughs> that 209 is like, it's the second item in the array. It's clearly not supposed to be there, so. Yeah, it's interesting. That's the only thing that's in the wrong place, right? <gasps> you're right. Oh my goodness, you're so right. Yes. Everything else is in order except for that last one. Ooh, okay, okay. I see what you did there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, here's the interesting bit here is that everything else in the array had only two digits to start off with. Yes. Two or yes. less, actually, because five has only mm -hmm. one digit. But everything else was like a, a two-digit number. 209 was the only one that had three digits. It's in the yes. hundreds. So we're going to do the same thing again, basically, through this Again, semi-sorted array, because you sorted it again with focus on the tens. Now we're going to move mm -hmm. on and focus on the hundreds. And in this situation, almost everything is a zero. Yeah. Yes. Zero, zero, five, zero, one, zero, zero, four, four. Like those are all just like two-digit numbers except for 209. And the reason we yeah. added those zeros was so that we could easily see what the hundreds value of each of these numbers is. Mm. But interestingly, the only number here that has a value in the hundreds place really is 209. Yeah. So if we do the same step again and we focus on the hundreds and we run counting sort on our numbers, we're going to end up with 005, mm -hmm. 010, 019, mm -hmm. 044, 052, and 209. Wow. Which basically is the same as 5, 10, 19, 44, 52, 209. I cannot believe that worked. I really can't. <laughs> Two and nines in its right place, finally. Yeah, because, you know, when you're talking about alphabetizing the house plants, that felt very natural. Like, yeah, we start at the beginning, then you move your way down. But, like, starting backwards, starting from the, the least one and then working your way up just didn't feel very intuitive to me. And I really cannot believe this worked. <laughs> That's so freaking cool. Well, the way that it works is pretty cool because it's just like, oh, I'm just incrementing the place value that I'm looking at, the digit, mm. if I just sort by that, every single time I pass through the array, I'm getting a little bit closer to being sorted. And mm -hmm. here's a really cool thing. We basically just did three passes, right? We did the first pass on the units, the second pass on the tens, the third pass on the hundreds. Yes. And the largest number was three digits. And the number of mm. passes was mm -hmm. three passes. So basically, yes. we can deduce from this that we're going to have to pass through our data set the number of times that maps to the number of digits in the largest number. So if instead of 209, we had mm -hmm. 5,642, well, that's four digits. So we'd have to do four passes. So alternatively, if we did not have the 209, we could have stopped after the second pass. Yeah. If instead of 209, it was 29. Right. By the time we sorted the tens, we would have been done. 
Okay, so what does that mean in terms of how efficient this algorithm is? Because that, you know, three passes sounds like sounds like a pretty good deal, right? Considering that we had, what is it, six elements, six elements, three passes. That sounds pretty reasonable. How does this actually perform? Basically, that number of digits in the largest number, when we're talking about it in the context of big O notation, we can kind of abstract that out into like a variable. So a lot of the times you'll mm-hmm. hear it being like, the variable K, for example. Mm -hmm. And like K can represent the number of digits in our largest number. Okay. So the big O notation in terms of how many passes we'll have to make through this, the time complexity is basically the number of elements times that constant K. Okay. So if K is a small number and we're just running through the number of elements in the array that we're trying to sort, then it's Mm -hmm. big O of N times K. And if K is like very small, then it's almost linear because Mm -hmm. K is pretty minuscule in terms of like what you're actually doing. So for example, when we ran counting sort last week on a set of numbers and we ran it once, I mentioned it was the first time we had a linear runtime. So if K is 1, then really it's just O of N times 1, which is O of N. If K is 2, then it's slightly larger. If K is extremely large, well, now it's messing everything up. Now you're not really being efficient about it, and maybe mm. radix sort is potentially not good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is a pretty good algorithm then. Yeah. I think it's good if you have to do something like what we did. Like you have a small set of numbers. The range is not too big. If I wanted to throw a wrench in this, I could give you a set of numbers and then throw one in there that had like, you know, seven digits, and that would Mm. make it not as good. But for certain scenarios, I think radix sort works really well. And I I think it's pretty beautiful when you start thinking about the fact that you're just repeating either the same steps over and over again, or you're just iterating through a collection, whether doing by most significant digit or least significant digit, you're kind Mm -hmm. of following the same pattern and you're just using counting sort to do the work for you and just sorting kind of like one step at a time, which is kind of nice. Yeah, very cool. And that's the end of today's show. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a review and make sure to check out Vidahi's blog post. Link to that is in your show notes. Also, make sure to take a listen to the Dev Discuss podcast that I help make. It's the first original podcast from Dev, a global community of software developers of all backgrounds and experience levels. And the show covers burning topics that impact the daily lives of programmers and beyond. Hosted by Dev co-founders Ben Halpern and Jess Lee. This episode was edited and mixed by Levi Sharp. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. See you next week.